Coming up on this episode, we begin with which host is most likely to smoke, why smoke shops are so bright, and other non-smoking related things. And we get into the week's tech news, including the changes coming to the PS5 and the worst way to get a nose job. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 348, recorded September 19th, 2022. Where do vape shops come from? Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, and now we've got three guys who make plain t-shirts look good. It's myself, Colby Rabideau, and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. You're snazzing it up, though, the the extra layer. I went with the cover-up. I said we need a little pineapple power. Nice. It's too hot in here. Bring the excitement. Too hot. And my hair is almost long enough to do the... The flip, the swoosh, the swoosh. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm just focusing so hard on growing it out. I, I just recently told the story, Colby, of that time you were in Penn Station and the guy called you an asshole and then complimented your hair because you didn't have any cigarettes. Nice hair. It's a classic you can kind get. of an asshole, Colby. <laughs> kind of. Honestly, that's also, my bad. memory of it is you're relatively polite. You're like, sorry, man, I don't smoke. Like, what what else did he want from you? I, I, I've thought about this a lot. Um, <laughs> I feel like he took me saying that I don't smoke as a dig. You know, like I was being uh, like, I, I would never smoke. Right. Which is not. Mm. And I, smoking I is only for it, people with bad hair. Right. <laughs> right. I suppose I probably could have just said no. And it would have served the same purpose. But, you know, then we wouldn't. No, have I never thought about story. it that way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't really understand, like, you know, for a long time. Like, why? Well, a, a guy with hair that cool must smoke. I think that's why you had to say it. Because if you just said no, he said bullshit. You know, you're holding out on me. <laughs> I can see why you would think that I smoke. Sorry. I mean, I think out of the three of us, the host most likely to smoke cigarettes is probably Colby. Unless you, Dan, unless you disagree, you're laughing. <laughs> no, no, it's just an <laughs> odd. Uh... And I'm not saying he would. I'm saying out of the if one of us, ha- if you if you look at the three of us in a lineup and had a hundred people guess which of these three guys smoke cigarettes, I think they would pick Colby. I, I, it's not an insult. <laughs> well, now here's the real question: Have either of you ever smoked a cigarette? No. Well, I have. So, <laughs> but uh, to be fair. I do look like shit. So they may pick me be like this, the, the sort of tired looking depressed guy. He must smoke cigarettes. He doesn't have the hair swoosh. To be clear, I don't actively smoke cigarettes. It's just happened before. No, 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 no. You just vape. It happens. It's healthier now that they don't put that stuff in it that kills teenagers. Colby gets the juice. He's got to get the juice. Blowing thick clouds. I gotta check in with my uh, my high school teacher brother and find out if kids are still vaping or not, or what like new fad they're on now. Because he used to tell me, oh yeah, they'd all go to the bathroom and vape. I don't know what they're doing now. Meth? I don't. <laughs> I feel like I don't. All the co- so it's September, so all the all the college students are back in the in the neighborhood now. 
And like, there are definitely people around vaping, but I don't, I feel like it's not the, it's, it doesn't seem as popular as it once was based on a, a very unscientific study I, I've done walking down the street. <laughs> based on people Colby saw on the street. Right. You know, what's weird now that I think about it. It's like, there's things that you don't notice when you move to a new place. Uh, like one thing I noticed that people who live in Seattle don't notice is all the fire stations are really nice. Like most fire stations, they're like in New York, you'll get the ones where it's like, oh, wow, look, a brick like fire station. That's cool. But in most other places, it's just like, wow, like, you know, some 70s brutalist architecture or just like <laughs> two wide garage doors in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like that's about what you get. Seattle, you get like stained glass things in there. You get some like all glass ones. You have like art sculptures out front. But so anyways, what I'm realizing just now as I'm cataloging my memories, lots of people, there are above average number of people for America in Seattle that smoke, at least in Capitol Hill, the like hip area. And I think that's kind of the aesthetic. No, I don't think I've seen a single person vape here. And I don't know if that's because like over COVID, like it just fell out of fashion or if it's because smoking is seen as cooler here Mm. in fact i don't think i've seen a vape store because in new york there are vape stores everywhere wait a second can this possibly be right (laughs) look up vape store near me i was about to say you're gonna get some crazy targeted ads man you be careful oh wow yeah like there's not that many I don't know if there are any like just a vape store stores, but like there are a lot of stores here or at least in my neighborhood that are like vape slash marijuana paraphernalia, like 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 your 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 smoking devices, your glass art store. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, walls of bonds and, and whatnot. Here's a question. Uh, and I guess, you know, if anyone here were to know the answer to it, I guess we were learning it would be you, Colby. Why do all, why are all the vape stores lit up like a fucking Walmart? I and, do not but know. That no one goes in them. Like, I, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like the furniture store. Like, rarely do you see anyone in the vape store, but it is always open late at night and it is always lit so brightly. You'd think that for, and I imagine that these places are frequented more often at night than during the day, that you'd want it to be a little more cozy, a little more welcoming. Tattoo parlors are not lit up like a Christmas tree. Right. Yeah. Why are vape stores? I've wondered the same thing. And not only are they lit up super brightly, but at least the ones I walk by on the regular, are like all of the shelves it's like glass shelves with mirrors so it's like yes like just amplifies the 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 beacon that is the smoke shop yes and the sign is always lit up a lot of stores they don't have the sign does not light up and it's fine they do all right it's very much vape stores very much remind me of fidget spinners where it's like, I don't know where they came from, but suddenly they were everywhere, and now they're not everywhere anymore. And I don't know where they went. Like, like for a while, every, like, out-of-business storefront was a vape shop for, like, maybe three months, and then it just disappeared one day. I don't know. 
I mean, there there's the thing where like you ever go to like in a bigger city, more niche stores. My go to example is music stores, but it's in New York. It's also true of fabric stores. They're all in the same area. There's like a three block radius where every musical instrument store is pianos, trumpets, trombones, guitars. You get them all in the same place. And same thing with fabric. And and that's because like, well, if you're going to shop for a musical instrument, you might and you, and you want people to buy your musical instruments, you might as well go where the other shops are. Someone's more likely to stop by. And I similarly with the vape shops and also I know Massachusetts has this. The like marijuana dispensaries also all look the same. They have some like weird, almost Vietnam font on the sign. It's like a jungle font like a green and beige sort of color scheme going on there's going to be a plus sign somewhere for some reason always the like medical cross sign because it's for medical purposes and but there will be no windows that's yes. the other thing <laughs> they are the not lit up they are not oh is that the law is that why that is? oh that's not a coincidence no it's it's uh, hilariously enough, very similar to a strip club where it's there's no windows on purpose. It's it is the law. They're not supposed to. You can't. And that's why there's never any pictures of like how good the weed looks like that. You, you can't. There's all kinds of rules on the exterior of your building. And that's why a lot of them look very similar. So I feel like here. It's and maybe this is because I don't know, is Seattle a, 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 a legal marijuana state? They have those dispensary places. Yeah, the OG. Oh, nice. Like here, the uh, it's they're all like really fancy. The the dispensaries, they're all like very like, uh, m- like Apple Story. Right, their aesthetic is very minimalist. It like could they be remind like me a lot a of spa. A- or like a, or an urgent care clinic is what they are from the <laughs> sure, outside sure. Where, where it's an, like it's un- clean but not expensive looking <laughs> yeah right here they all no matter where they are they all look like something you find on the side of a highway going through the mountains except no well, windows well it's, it's that grunge it's that washington grunge yeah maybe Well, you know, this might pivot me. Uh, we have very little tech news this week, so you've been pre-warned. Uh, so I came up with with a time filler, if that's okay. And this pivots sure. me well, because your answer may be marijuana or vape. Who knows? I was thinking, thought-provoking question here. If you were a celebrity, pick whatever industry, you're, you're a famous singer or actor or, I, I don't know, just famous for being a rich guy. What product... Or what type of product would you want your face on as an endorsement? Would you like want a Dan Miller breakfast cereal or a Colby Rabidou frozen dinner? I just thought of two foods, but it could be anything. <laughs> like, like, like what what would be your like number one choice of like, God, it would be cool to, to have like the official product of me. Now, do you mean like my face is literally on the package or it's like. I- you know, I'm my name is synonymous. Like I'm or is it like you're you know, in commercial Williams line of, you know, tennis racket you, or something. You, you hold up the product in the commercials mm. and you, you talk about how great it is. So you're you are associated with it. I'm I'm thinking like an alcohol. Classy. And yeah. there's good money in that. Ask to George Clooney and Ryan Reynolds. 
Right. There's there's is like the tequila, right? Is that the one? Or is yeah, it George really Clooney good? is the Casamigos, and Ryan Reynolds sold his aviation gin for like three hundred million dollars or something. Wow. I'm going to feel please don't Google it, Dan. I'm going to feel really stupid if that's the wrong number. But he did sell it for a crazy amount of. Money. I was just surprised that he owned aviation gin. He start. Well, I don't know if he started it, but he was in on the early stages. That's like his brand. Huh. Now wow. we have to get down the rabbit hole of celebrity. Six hundred and ten million dollars. I was really close. Is that gin good? I've never actually tried it. But see, now you want to try it because it's a celebrity <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Oh, I here's Esqual- Casamigos, which is pretty good. Casamigos is good. They said right here. Oh, look at this. All right. I'm totally pivoting now because I'm more excited about this. Here is Esquire magazine. All 63 celebrity liquors and spirits ranked. Wow. That so person must have gotten totally shit faced. I mean, there's there's a lot in here. So let's you want to hear the top five? Heck yes. Yeah. OK, at number five, Terramana Tequila. This guy promotes it constantly on his Instagram. Which guy? Is it, uh, DJ Polly D. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a tequila brand. Wow. And he, he'll like do a workout and then like drink a bunch of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild. That's like he ideal. Does, he doesn't mess around. You he might gets- not like it. Uh, let's see. Number four. It is a uh, single malt. It is uh, a Nick Offerman edition. That's a good pairing. Playing playing on his. Uh, well, I guess just overall character. Uh, he was a brand ambassador for that. Uh, right above that is Aviation Gin from Ryan Reynolds. Right above that is Steven Soderbergh's Sigani 63. Uh, and then number one is, believe it or not, Peyton Manning bourbon. Peyton Manning Sweetens Cove bourbon. Owned mm-hmm. by Peyton Manning. Now I got to go down to the bottom and see who's the worst. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I didn't know Elon Musk had a tequila. Tesla tequila. Didn't know that. Oh, right. But Kendall that, Jenner that had a count, tequila. Though? It was a limited My understanding of that was that it wasn't like Elon Musk owns a tequila distillery. It was like they made it. No, it was just a branded exercise. Kenny Chesney, Blue Chair Bay Rum. Pretty low. Jamie Foxx has a bourbon. Uh, Let's see. Derek Jeter has bourbon. (laughs) Little Wayne has a rum. Uh, God, there are a lot of these in here. Pitbull's vodka. That should be better than it's ranked. That man should know vodka. This is great. So you you think, Colby? What kind of uh, what kind of uh, alcohol would you sponsor? That's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Okay, I'm not going to like hold you to it if you ever get famous, so. (laughs) I feel like all the good ones are taken already. Jason Derulo has a vodka. That adds up. Is it called Riding Solo? Uh, No, none of these, you know, as I'm scrolling through a list, very few, it's called Bedlam Vodka. Very few of these are like super tied to like the celebrities brand, except for Snoop Dogg, who has Indago Gin. (laughs) 
It's infused with strawberry flavor. Sounds gross. Uh, I have my my answer. Yeah, go for it. I think uh, keyboards be cool. Very on brand. Yeah, exactly. Actually useful. You could differentiate it. It's something I actually use. Nice. Hmm. Practical. I would never choose anything that practical. Um, No, I want to I want to I want a breakfast cereal. I think that would be pretty cool, like Shawnos or something. Shawnos, you know, Frosted Shawns. It would be <laughs> like little Mies with frosting on them or something. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> or I want. Now, you... What kind what? of flavor profile are you going for? You like a, a savory, branny kind of thing. One of those like sugar bomb cereals. <laughs> Grape nuts. Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm going to go towards like, like, I want to take on the Kashi people. Like, I really want to go. I want I want raisins and craisins. And I want I, I want it to be like fruit heavy, but I want it to be like real fruit, healthy fruit. And maybe some like nut clusters. That's nuts. And that's going to be the name of the cereal right there. Sean Jennings. <laughs> that's nuts. So good. It's nuts. It's got like whole macadamias in it. It's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> you know what? You know what would be cool? Like the SpongeBob Kraft Mac and Cheese, but instead the Don't Panic hosts. That's the shapes. I like that. I like that. Anything with our personalities. We do like ice cream pops in the shape of us, and the, the food is, seems ripe for that. Well, I'm not sure this will ever be a problem we'll face, but I'm glad at least we got to the answer um, this time. Uh, anything else going on, gentlemen? Anything else? I got a new phone. Oh, you, you got a... What is this? Uh, a Pixel 6a? A Pixel 6a. No, I, well, I don't even know what number we're on. The, the numbers have all stall meanings. Is it 15 now? 14? No, it's 14. But the problem is I read an article today about rumors about the 15 already. Yeah, and it and it just totally messed with my head. Yeah, they sound good. I, the rumors? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I didn't read them. I, no, honestly, unsurprisingly, the rumors were they're going to take the things on the Pro 14 and put them in the regular 15, and it's like, no shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got the 14 Pro, did my upgrade program thing. I have a silicon case for the first time ever. It Ooh. feels very nice, but it does anything in your pockets just like immediately becomes attached to the to the case. Uh, I don't know. The the pill thing is kind of fun. I, I don't find it as revolutionary yet, but I guess I don't I haven't been using my phone to do a lot of listening to things since I got it. I am excited for other apps to get it. I was watching like I think we talked about this a while ago, like when I watch things on Twitch, esports stuff, I want to get the live score update things, but there are no apps that do that. So it would be cool if Twitch somehow knew what game was being played and understood what the score for that game is and could display it. But otherwise, I haven't really experienced that yet. But well, I will say, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to add a note to that because I did a deep. I was excited about the live widgets, too. It's the NFL season. Live widgets aren't coming until 16.1. That's the reason no apps support it yet. I didn't realize they had pushed it off. 
Got it. So it's in the beta right now for developers launching in 16.1. So I just want to append that. Um, it's the always on screen is really weird. I don't think it's intrinsically weird. It's just I've have what 10 years of experience telling me like if my phone is on something's wrong like if i have my phone on my desk and the screen is on i've fucked up like it's killing the battery i gotta do something about that did i leave a video playing is it someone calling me like i see my phone out of the corner of my eye and i'm like oh i just got a notification which is bad that i don't have notifications on to prevent me from doing this but so the first week has been a lot of that like ooh, my phone screen's on what's going on it's like oh nothing's going on it's just it's just on uh but my, my favorite technology thing from the last week doesn't have anything to do with the phone itself. It's the photo shuffle wallpaper. Yeah, isn't that... What a, what a small thing. How did it take them so long to come up with that? Yeah, and it's so good. Like, I, I've had the, the home screen widget thing for a while, which has been kind of fun. You see, like, a little much smaller version of your photo. You're like, oh, where was that taken? Or, oh, I remember that. But this one's way more like, wow, like, Here's my the one. Oh, interesting. It just changed. It really likes picking these things that have vertical featured vertical things like that's a cool little shot that it that picked. If I were to pick a shot to put on my home screen, I would have picked something like that. That's awesome. Now, do you do you have any widgets on the home screen or are you keeping it clean? Uh, This one I had like I made this one my. um, uh, Like weekend. Lock screen, so there are no widgets on it. But before that, I was using the weather one because it seemed fun. Uh, but I'm not crazy about the widgets yet. They're fine. There's not a huge app support system for them quite yet. I had to... Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to make it my pick. I had to use a third-party app to build out um, a bunch of them using shortcuts. Ooh. That's cool. Um, I can show you my... Home screen, uh, look, and I got the cute picture of the dog, um, but I've Amazing. got can't really see the buttons, but I've got can, can the, I, the three most common things I use my phone for start playing a podcast, open Twitter and turn off all the lights at night. That's really the only thing I use the phone for anyway. I was sad that you can't perform more direct actions with HomeKit. That's why I had to use a third party app. HomeKit support I w- was underrated. This this one because you're using shortcuts essentially. So and then you just make a custom icon. Oh. Okay, that's cool. Um, so I, that I look was forward to the fun. pick section. Yeah, it was fun to play with. But I I agree the photo shuffle has been great and and uh, frankly just the fact that the clock I I mean I chose a bold font but just the fact that the clock is bigger like it sounds small but it's like genuinely easier to read. Colby, you got to show us your home screen. Dan and I showed us. Come on. I don't, just don't, tried to don't. add. This is my, my uncustomized phone screen. Oh. I just tried to add the photo shuffle thing and it like crashed. <laughs> Whoa. I think it's mad you didn't upgrade. Maybe. And then I'm going to upgrade. I'm just not willing to pay an extra $100 for the privilege. I'm already like just I've been giving them free money for years um what was i gonna say it's gone now i i when i when i first upgraded 
it took forever. Like I kept trying to do the photo shuffle thing where it like chooses mm-hmm. the pictures for you. And it like took for uh, it. Well, it's been, it apparently finished processing or whatever it was doing uh, finally, but I just tried to set it and it, it crashed and burned. I really only, I've only tried to use the, the weather widget and honestly, I keep forgetting it's there. I never think to look at it. Yeah. Uh, the default photo shuffle, um, uh, just proved I don't have the like competent photos to accomplish that. <laughs> so, um, I kind of had to manually, um, manually pick my own but maybe i'll maybe i'll try the the featured photos at some point didn't work out on its own um awesome by the way colby we might have talked about this on the show and apologies if i forgot did you end up making a call on a watch a call on a watch yeah about upgrading Oh, no. Oh, I thought you meant, did you make a telephone call from your watch, which you can't do? That's that's what I thought. No, did you make a decision? Right. Um, I think I'm going to do it, but I haven't yet. But then I heard I was listening to ATP or something, and I heard one of them say something offhand about the always on screen being like worse on the new one. And I haven't followed up with that to like figure out what they were talking about, but I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what it means. So I haven't done anything. Interesting. I had not heard that. And I don't know, you know, okay. If it's worse in a meaningful way or if it's worse in like some, Fair some enough. pedantic way that, um, all right, well, I'm on the edge of my seat. So we'd care about, but I don't know. Um, make sure to, to let us know. Um, all right. Did we get disconnected? I got disconnected. You're back. Yeah. For some reason, Welcome my back indeed. For some reason, my new computer does not always connect to the Ethernet when I plug into my uh, super plug. And because of this, <laughs> I'm on Wi-Fi right now, which is why everything is garbage. Everything is garbage. Oh, speaking of, Colby, I think you and I have the same super thing. And I have never had any problems with the Ethernet. And I am actually not sure if this is a problem with the super thing. But my Apple Studio display, which is great, except that one out of 100 days, I'd say, the whole everything except the video just does not go through. And about one out of every 10 days, I plug in my computer, I flip open the lid, join a video call, the camera just doesn't work. Everything else works, camera is like, what camera? There is no camera. No, What are you talking about? It's like very, very frustrating. So I haven't nice. tried using the non-super, like just removing the super plug and seeing if it's causing it. But I think I remember that happening without it, at least the video part. So, yeah. All right. Things are still not solved. I know. It's hard. I think this is something to do with the the new computer or like the plugs or something because it works fine in my other my like work computer. I've never 
at least I've never noticed a problem with my work computer, but this one, it's like, I don't think it's ever happened for the podcast where, where, you know, since I got that computer, but it has, I have noticed it before where I tried to plug in when the Wi-Fi was being like wacky and it like wasn't connecting. I didn't, didn't Hmm. care for it. Okie doke, guys. Why don't we talk about some tech news? Um, there are some stories here, and we can certainly talk about them. I'll let you guys look at the rundown and see if there's anything worth discussing or potentially throwing a curveball and decide, hey, there's just something else that's not on here you'd like to discuss. You put the Beyond Meat story in here, Sean. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm trying. I, I got to bring uh, some excitement. I, I Listen, there's plenty of other more boring uh, stories we could talk about, but this one, it just it, these things write themselves. Should we talk? You want to talk about it? Yeah. All right. You seem to have a strong opinion. No, um, it's just uh, I saw this story today and I was like, wow, what what have we come to? Yeah, Beyond Meat COO Doug Ramsey was arrested in a road raid incident in a parking garage in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, According to a local news outlet, the incident started when a Subaru inched his way in front of Ramsey's Bronco, making contact with the front passenger side tire. Ramsey came out swinging and the Subaru's owner said Ramsey, quote, pulled him in close and started punching his body before he bit the owner's nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of the nose. Reportedly, Ramsey also threatened to kill the other driver. And that basically just turned into a joke of a story where it's, you know, <laughs> meat eaters want to eat meat and not noses and something like that. Who but who is this person again? He's the COO of Beyond Meat. What is their what is their name? Doug Ramsey. Doug Ramsey. Yeah, seems like a huge piece of garbage, but I don't know him personally. Yeah. I'm so my first question is a company like Beyond Meat, I wouldn't have any expect to have anything to do with Fayetteville arkansas uh well i've got to look and see if it's where it is is it near the only thing i know in arkansas is bentonville which is the home of walmart um that's where walmart started and where their head office is oh, interesting um, well according to linkedin doug ramsey is based out of fayetteville arkansas oh there you go his hometown is that where beyond meets headquarters are no, it's El Beyond Me is headquartered in El Segundo, California. Oh. Before that, he worked at Tyson Foods for 30 years. Wow. His his uh his LinkedIn, it's like, you know, Tyson Foods 30 years, but his first position at Tyson Foods is just called various positions. January 1992 <laughs> through July 2007. That's a great way to summarize your entire career. <laughs> but then he was president of poultry for six months from March 2017 to August 2017. And president global McDonald's business. That's interesting. What does Tyson Foods have to do with McDonald's? Well, they might provide the chicken. I mean, they got to get the chicken from somewhere. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. President Global McDonald's business. Well, Tyson, Tyson Foods is one of like three conglomerates that own like a bazillion things, too. So they might own other things that are. uh, Let's see if there's a list here of 
companies they own. Oh boy, their Wikipedia page is a real bummer. With such sections Why? as workers' rights, animal welfare, food recalls, price manipulation, employment of undocumented immigrants, environmental record, religious activities. Uh, need I go on? All the good stuff. Yeah, pretty. Uh... Oh, they used to own a food business, a uh, pet food business. Hmm. Which one? True Chews, Nudges, and Top Chews. All your favorites. Wow. Oh, they bought the Jimmy Dean Sausage and... Oh, they own Ballpark Hot Dogs. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the extent of that story. I just, you know... It's funny. He ate the guy's nose. It's uh, good, what yeah. else? What actual tech news should we talk about? <laughs> Is the uh, new PS4 going to be cheaper or smaller? That's what I really want. I'm just waiting Potentially, for a yes. PS4. The question, PS5. though, is... I think Colby means PS5. Just clarifying for oh, the that's record. that's what I meant. That's what, I mean, well, I would take a smaller PS4. But the real question is, Colby, are you the guy when given the choice for a disk drive or no disk drive? Do you buy the one with the disk drive or without it? No disk drive. Then I don't think it's going to get much smaller. Uh, there's a rumor going around the next version of the PlayStation 5 could include a separate accessory disk drive. Right now, the PS5 comes in two versions, one with a disk drive built in and the other a digital edition that can't read discs. It doesn't have a disk drive. Um, right now, uh, it looks like Sony's going to try and do away, just sell one console with the option to buy a uh, USB-C powered uh, disk drive totally separately. So I guess theoretically, it might be a little smaller, certainly for uh, if you have one that has a disk drive currently. I don't I don't have one at all. I've just seen them and they're huge. They're beefy. Yeah, according to Insider Gaming, uh, this revision will completely replace the chassis, though we'll have almost identical hardware on the inside. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I'm rooting for you, Colby. <laughs> so you don't Dan, are you a disc guy with your games or you would download it? Oh, I only download games. Uh, games, I only download, but I did get the disc version of the PS5 because I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player. Oh, okay. So I figured, might as well. Do you own a lot of 4K Blu-rays? I think I only own Lord of the Rings on 4K Blu-ray. I think that's the only one. That bums me out. I have a whole shelf of Blu-rays and I don't own a Blu-ray player anymore and it bums me out. 4K Blu-rays, though? No, they're regular. They're regular. But I love special features. I'm a sucker. Yeah. Um, they got to put those on streaming at some point. Well, if you buy the thing on iTunes, they have the special features in the iTunes digital thing. Yeah, I, I do love a good commentary. Um, yeah, uh, we're breezing through these stories. What else? What else? Tick, uh, tick, tick. Let's talk about the uh, Gmail spam changes. Great pick, Dan. Uh, 
Let's see. In August, the Federal Election Commission narrowly voted to approve a program. Uh, Google asked for the agency to sign off on it. Basically, what happened was uh, Google was flagging political emails as spam. You want to argue whether or not they are? Eh. Okay. Uh, but basically, politicians complained and said, that's how we make our money is by sp- not spamming people, but by sending them a lot of annoying emails. Um, it was especially bad for Republicans who are getting absolutely trounced in a small dollar online fundraising. So the FEC passed a law. Um, uh, it's a pilot program that Google is uh, applying special spam folder exemptions to candidates, political party committees, and leadership political action committees. It's going to be rolling out um, over the next couple of days. Uh, so you may get some uh, some more political emails. Oh boy. Woof. I definitely got I've been getting so many political text messages this year. So many. Yes. And the phone call. Yes, although I will say what is nice at least as I've experienced with the phone numbers. The problem is reselling. It was what a lot of politicians do cuz you may give your email to a politician you like or sign up for something you like. Then they sell your email to another politician. And so I have not experienced yet that with the phone number. With the email, it's awful. I get mm-hmm. emails from people and I'm like, I've never heard of you. I don't know who you are, or how you got my email. Turns out they just bought it. So that that to me, it should be considered spam. But seems like the definition. Uh, according to this, uh, once political campaigns are enrolled in Google's pilot program, they will no longer be affected by Gmail's standards form of spam protection, though Google will keep scanning messages for phishing and malware. Users will see a banner on the first email from participants in the program asking if they want to keep seeing them, unsubscribe, or report as spam. Uh, so if they're exempted from the spam filters, like what happens when you click report as spam? Nothing. Well, I okay. Now I'm just totally speculating, but my guess is it goes to it becomes spam for you. I think the problem is Google was then blanketing it spam for everybody. I think at that point, then it becomes spam on your particular filter. Is my guess. I see. I see. That makes sense. Isn't it weird? We still use email for stuff. Do you think that? <laughs> Well, you just said you how excited you were for politicians to start texting you. <laughs> it's the future, man. There you go. Do you think that, uh, like, I have this argument with friends sometimes where they're like, "Oh no, we're not dating." I'm like, if you, if I, if you gave me both of two people's calendars, I could sit down cross-reference them and tell you if these two people are dating or not it's not a thing that you get to decide it's a thing that anyone could look at your schedule and be like oh yeah these two people are dating (laughs) could you if you saw like the emails do you think it's reasonable to say that if you saw the emails that were sent by a given address that you could like definitively say like oh these these emails are spam or is spam in the eyes of the beholder and like some things are spam for some people and some things are not I think my view on this is they're emails that the content matches almost exactly, except maybe 
like the name changing. I think that there should be a standard that says like, yeah, you can send that stuff out. It goes in a different place. It's not email. It's not to you. It's not about you. It's like it's like Facebook. It's like, oh, here's like, boop, here's my post. You know, it's election day is on tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. That stuff is almost always way less interesting than something that's actually addressed to me. Even if it's like an Amazon email, like, oh, your thing is shipped. Like, that's great. I want to know that my thing shipped. Sometimes Amazon sends spam, but when it sometimes it sends actually useful notifications. Actually, I don't think Amazon has ever sent me spam. That's a bad example. But, you know, I sign up for like I bought a towel, a bath towel on some website that like some that manufacturer's website. And now I get like a spam email every week. It's like, oh, check out our new bath towels. Like it's the same bath towels. Uh, but if I were to buy something from them in the future, it said, oh, good news. Your bath towel ship. Like, yeah, I want I want to see that email. But wasn't that kind of the purpose of Google's focused inboxes when they rolled that out yeah. a few years ago, which, by the way, I hate and turned off because I'm just particular. But I think for most people, they're able to hide a lot of those junk emails. I'm well, I guess I'm wondering where will these political emails go? Well, they what, what's the bucket that Gmail calls them? Primary. I know primary is the is your main one. And then there's like, was it updates? Social updates, forum promotions, promotions. Yeah, that's the that's the dumpster one for me. Like, oh, God, I'm looking at promotions right now. Fans in town. PayPal, PayPal, Lime. PayPal's in here three times. Jesus, I just checked this a couple of days ago. Why has PayPal sent me three emails begging me, begging me to use their credit card? What are you waiting <sighs> for? Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't quite know where it would land in here. I would hope it wouldn't be in primary. I hope not. That that's what I'm really worried about. We'll have to wait and see how it, you know, again, the, the, it's not on default. They have to sign up for it and say, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to be emailing folks and they have to participate in the program. So we'll see how many people actually sign up to do that. It will be interesting to see how many, uh, how many emails do you have in your, in your overall email? Unread or overall? No, just. Just overall, all emails, since you were in there. Uh, in this account, 42,843. Nice. Nice. I've got 28,186. And then in my other one, 18,844. Uh, and in that first one, this is kind of my junk email. Half of those are unread. More than half. 22,291 unread emails. Who cares, man? I'll well, get there I'm when ki- I get there. <laughs> I, or rather, that's not even that's not what I meant to say at all. I will not get there. I might see your email if you keep emailing me eventually. And so I guess people should spam me if they want me to see their email. Recruiters. I would take I notes. Figure, now I want to see what the first email ever in my uh, Gmail is. Oh, can the- how can you do that? Uh, so right now I'm manually typing in the URL, like the page number of emails. 
Oh, I think you could do like. I'm uh, sure there's an easier way, but I don't. Yeah, think like. Uh, before is there like a before? What if I just search for like? I'm pretty sure this was 2000. This is such no. thrilling content. <laughs> so oh, here we go. Okay, I'm really close now. I'm all the way back to 2008. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, You're probably doing. This is going to be something really embarrassing too. All right. The first ever emails from 2005. And it's a file called Science Stuff. And it is some just uh, incomprehensible uh, scribbled notes from what I believe to be uh, whatever grade I was in in 2005. Oh, my God. There's there's math stuff. Look, here's here's a geometry quiz. I got an 83 on it. Oh, my God. Wow, that's pretty good, Sean. Oh my god, there's some so bad garbage emails in here from high school. Oh my god, here's an email with my old high school principal. All right, I got to get out of this. Yeah, there's definitely some embarrassing stuff in here. Anyway, oh look, uh... Okay. Uh, any other uh, any other tech news you want to talk about? I'm so easily distracted. It's been a long Monday. Uh, let's see. All that's left in here is Ford notifying you if a car hit you, um, and um, Tile is going to put a bunch of QR codes on everything you own. And and then how will Tile use the QR codes? Oh, that's a great question, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Tile has announced their latest. They're called Lost and Found Labels. Uh, you can order a pack of uh, three sheets of labels, 15 labels for $14.99 on Tile's website. And basically, they're little custom QR codes that, uh, when they're scanned, will show your contact information and a personalized message that you set up in the Tile app. Um, it's basically, if lost, call me at this number or contact me accordingly. And that's it. No. No, not doing it. Not Doesn't tech sound that useful. He's a hard man to impress. Yeah. Dan doesn't do uh, QR code stickers. That's so 2012. <laughs> uh, all right. I, we just, we just got to head right on over to picks, my guys, because I think we got some great stuff in here. Uh, and we're going to start with Dan. Because I don't know what this is. This just looks cool. Yeah. Like, I, I just want this to sit on my desk and impress people. Yeah. So I think I mentioned last week that I got a new keyboard. And did I mention last week that after I bought that keyboard, not only did I learn that Colby has could have just sent me one of these <laughs> keyboards, either for free or at a much reduced cost, but also that a keyboard that I had backed on Kickstarter, like, Three years ago, shipped like two days later. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So now, <laughs> drowning in keyboards. But just to make my life more complicated, I was also like, you know what? Maybe now's the time that in addition to getting really into the physical arrangement of the keys on the keyboard, I also get really into the mechanism by which you press the key and something happens or the key switches. But I'm reading about all these different key switches and they have all these graphs of like how much force does it take to press them down? And I don't know what any of that means. 
but you can go on Amazon and you can buy these like little grids of different key switches and you can press them and see which one you like and then buy those and replace all your all your switches. So I picked one in particular. That's the one I got. Uh, but there's tons of different ones with different combinations. And it makes, I've never had, speaking of fidget spinners, I've never had one. Now I do. I was about to say, that is that is an incredible fidget toy right there. Yeah. It's great. That's awesome. I love this little thing. Cool. Find out what switches work best for you. That's awesome. The link to that will be on the website. Uh, my pick, as I uh, talked about earlier, it's an app for iOS called Launcher um, from Cromulent Labs. And basically it is a uh, app that allows you to create uh, different widgets, um, whether you're adding it to the Today View or your home screen or now uh, on the new iOS 16 home screens. Um, you can customize the icon and the color and have it point to a particular app or uh, a particular shortcut or a particular website, super customizable, which is great. And I like, am not a shortcuts guy at all. I find it annoyingly complicated, but these were really easy to set up. So um, I will say, I think there is a in-app purchase for some kind of, yeah, the pro version is like two ninety nine, and the premium version is 7.99. So it's really not crazy. If you like it, you know, try it for free and, and see what you think. But um, but it was really easy. And that's how I was able to do some nice uh, custom icons on the home screen. Sick. And Colby's pick. Nothing. I Silence. Nothing this week. <laughs> nothing at all. What are you watching? Anything new? Um, I mean, I'm watching the Game of Thrones and I'm watching the, the Lord of the Rings, which I think I picked last week. The Game of Thrones is, I, I mean, it's good. It's it's uncomfortable. There are a lot of like, un, it, they really like went hard on the, you know, weird interfamily relationships part of Game of Thrones this year. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be Game of Thrones without it. Right. Exactly. You know, it it delivers. I honestly, I think I'm enjoying Lord of the Rings better, but it's still good. You know. Well, I I think of the because you, and you did pick it last week. I will say, in in, in a great credit, um, uh, today I learned my mom is going to try the Rings of Power. She knows nothing about Lord of the Rings, has never seen the movie. She saw a commercial and said, "Huh, that looks interesting," and she's going to try it. I'll report back. Did you uh, see the commercial it, out of Whole Foods? No, she. <laughs> That's where I. No, actually, no. She saw it watching Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. They were promoting <laughs> the crap out of it. Well, there you, so, there you go. Um, it it works. Um, so I'll have to see if it reaches that coveted mom demographic. Um, all right, fair enough. Good, good repeat pick, I suppose. Um, anything else, guys, for this evening? Before we wrap, wrap, wrap it up here. No. Well, I'll wrap it up for you because I got to say just uh, if you're hearing this, then it's already live. A new episode of Up for Debate. It's our summer reading list. And we finally were a little behind. 
Uh, we finally got a chance to talk about both Going Clear and the Iowa Baseball Confederacy, two books we read this summer. Guys, absolutely fascinating reads. Um, we had a great discussion, and I definitely uh, strongly recommend um, certainly Going Clear. I think Matt and I were both rave on um, about Scientology. Uh, Iowa Baseball Confederacy, very strange book um, and an interesting. And I'm trying to convince Matt, he hasn't agreed yet, for this week's coming show, I want to watch uh, John Travolta's Battlefield Earth, which is that terrible <laughs> movie based on the book written by L. Ron Hubbard. That's basically a Scientology movie. And I haven't sold him yet, but I really want to. Uh, if you don't know anything about it, it's supposedly wild. I've never seen it. So, you know, I don't think I realized that that book was the Scientology guy book, but I'm like 80 percent sure that when i was a kid i like listened i got the like tape the audio like cassette version of that book at the library and like listened to it hell yeah hell yeah that's awesome might bring some things back yeah who knows you, you got to defeat those thetans yeah maybe maybe i'm like uh you're clear i've always <laughs> said that about you Colby. i've always said this man's clear right He's definitely at least OT2, if not OT3. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a fun episode. So up for debate.tv or wherever you get podcasts, check that out. And we'll keep chugging through. Uh, Sean Tember was delayed to Sean Vember. So we will have you guys back for some food in Sean Vember, but uh, the schedule got away from us. So TBD. Um, this show, dopanic.io is our website. Go there, audio, video, and of course, links to the pics. You don't have to remember them. We store them there for you. Uh, and of course, you can follow us uh, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, get the latest episodes. Uh, we are on Twitter at Don't Panic Show, and you can email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. We're going to wrap it up here. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're going to see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.